Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com here back from the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, episode 110. Uh, here a day later than you're probably expecting, had Monday off. Uh, but want to recap uh, not only Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers, uh, 17-16 Buccaneers win, uh, but start to look back on the season as a whole. Uh, had some time Monday afternoon with an open locker room and then about 20 minutes with Dirk Cutter. Uh, just to look back on things. Uh, you know, big win to end the season for the Bucs. Uh, obviously not a big difference long-term between 9-7 and seven and 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, But after losing their last four games to end the season in 2015, uh, it's definitely a better finish to the season to get a win late as opposed to losing their last three uh, where they'd kind of be synonymous with with Faden at the end of the season. Uh, here they finished, you know, two and two in their last four uh, by winning Sunday. They give themselves a winning record for the season at nine and seven. First time that's happened in six years. Uh, really, just barely miss out on the playoffs. They finished second in the NFC South. Uh, we had talked going into the weekend of all the things that had to happen, all these crazy scenarios with uh, a tie between the Redskins and the Giants, and that's what they needed. On Sunday, but if you go back and look at things, uh, it's amazing how close. Uh, obviously, if they win one more game, they're in the playoffs. But it's even closer than that. In that, if they just win a different game, in many instances, they're in the playoffs. Last two weeks of the season, they obviously lost to the Saints and beat the Panthers. But if you flip those two results, if they beat the Saints and lose to the Panthers, they're in the playoffs at nine and seven. Uh, they would have the tiebreaker over the Lions instead of losing the tiebreaker to the Lions. Uh, that's why Detroit is in. If you just flip an AFC win for an NFC win, so like you take away the Chiefs win, as great as it was, and you beat the Rams instead, then the Bucks are in the playoffs. They'll have an 8-4 and four conference record, which beats a 7-5 and five conference record for Detroit. That's how easy it would be for the Bucks to be in the playoffs. So, again, frustrating that they don't get in, uh, but so close to being in the playoffs. The Raiders game goes to, uh, I think, 142 left in overtime, when the Raiders beat the Bucks, If the Bucks can just uh, get a stop there on fourth down and all they do is run out the clock, they get a tie instead of a loss, they make the playoffs. So a single outcome, a half an outcome like that uh, is all the difference it would be. So uh, in talking to players and talking to Dirk Cutter, uh, need to see how uh, – Disappointed they still are. It'd be easy to say, well, we were 2 and 14 two years ago. We were 6 and 10 last year. It's great to be 9 and 7. Uh, Gerald McCoy wore a sweatshirt that said, I'm not excited, with like an emoji of a face that's neither a smile or a frown, just kind of that, oh well. Uh, and for Gerald, again, Gerald, you know, Gerald's been in the league seven years. This is the second time he's been part of a team that had a winning record. So you'd think he'd be happy. And again, I think he appreciates the progress they made this year. But uh, as Rick Stroud wrote in our paper, this is kind of a pass-fail league. At the end of the season, it's, hey, you make the playoffs? Ah, uh, no? All right, maybe next year. And that's it. So 
Uh, obviously, we talked about the trajectory of this team going from two wins to six wins to nine wins. There will be a lot of expectations of this being a playoff team next year. Uh, whether they can make good on that, whether they continue the positive momentum they've had uh, over the last two years remains to be seen. But the expectations will certainly be there. This will be a popular uh, wildcard team, if not a division champ. Obviously, Atlanta offensively uh, finished the year really strong. Um, you know, number one offense in the NFL. For them to finish 11-5, and five, uh, to earn a first-round bye, uh, that's strong. I mean, and again, the Bucks. Uh, finish two games out of first, but again, if they can just flip that outcome with the with the Falcons, they're within a game of that. So, uh, lots to get to, though. Uh, I don't know how much we need to talk about Sunday's game, but I mean Sunday, you know, big win to sweep Carolina. Uh, it's only the fourth time they've ever swept Carolina in a season. Um, you know, again, Carolina only had one loss in all of last season, fifteen and one. So for them to have two losses to the Bucks. Uh, it's it's impressive how much they dropped off this year. The biggest change in the NFL, uh, going from 15 wins to a six and ten season this year. Uh, you know, Bucks made it interesting there. It's a 10-10 game uh, with about four minutes to go. Uh, I thought Jameis Winston had a really great drive. I think he went five of six for 73 yards on that touchdown drive. Had not really shown much as an offense in that game. Literally a field goal up to that point. Uh, they'd gotten a, a huge pick six from Brent Grimes on the second play of the second half. But their offense had three points with four minutes left in the game. Uh, and Winston just, you know, had the kind of drive you need a franchise quarterback to have. Went five of six, uh, hit Mike Evans for a touchdown. Uh, neat in that bunch of records set on that drive. Uh, that touchdown gave Winston the Bucks single-season touchdown record, 28, which breaks Josh Freeman's record. Uh, on that drive, he not only reset his personal high, but also broke Josh Freeman's record for yards in a season, uh, finished with 4,090. Earlier in the game, became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. Uh, Mike Evans, in catching the touchdown, uh, matched his team record that he set as a rookie in 2014 with 12 touchdowns. So, neat to see all that come down and, and have records be set on literally the last pass of the season. I mean, they got the ball back to take a knee at the end of the game, but that was it. Um, for the Bucks' defense, you know, it's funny. They had very much held Carolina in check uh, throughout the game. Uh, let Carolina go, I don't know, 75 yards for a touchdown with 17 seconds left. Gave up a long pass to Kelvin Benjamin. You know, Kelvin Benjamin had been very quiet the entire game and then had a 47-yard catch on the last drive, had a five-yard touchdown. Uh, and it's 17-16. And, of course, Ron Rivera, everybody knows he's Riverboat Ron. On the road, last game of the season, it makes a lot of sense to uh, to go for two. Just try and win the game outright. One play, finish the season with a win. Uh, they tried to throw to Greg Olson, which is probably a smart call. Uh, Bucks kind of got lucky in that Olson slipped right in the end zone. Ball goes off uh, Bradley McDougal's shoulder pad, and the Bucks win. Uh, so a defensive stop. You know, neat that the game would hinge and be clinched on a defensive stop because. Uh, Bucks really leaned on their defense a lot down the stretch. Uh, Bucks had five wins this season where they scored 19 points or less. Uh, they had only one such win in 48 games from 2013 to 2015. So uh, it's been a long time since they leaned on their defense for wins as much as they did this season. Um, you have to go back. I think 03 they had five wins, scoring 19 or less. In 99 they had six wins. Uh, but again, lots of leaning on their defense in a way nobody else in the NFL did this year uh, so it was neat to see them do that you know Cam Newton 
uh, you know, again, made some plays there in that last drive. They converted two fourth downs in the final two minutes uh, to stay alive and set up that touchdown. Uh, even after they missed the extra point, had an onside kick. Uh, Cameron Lynch, special teams guy who's played a ton on special teams this year, uh, came up with the onside kick, uh, and that kind of clinched it. Um, lots of implications from this game. Uh, Bucks will have the number 19 pick in the draft. I think we'll probably talk a lot about the draft here in the next four months. Uh, but Bucks will pick number 19 in the draft. Um, you know, that's the latest they've picked. You have to go back. Uh, obviously, in 13, they traded away their first-round pick uh, to get uh, to get Rivas. But uh, to find them picking lower, you have to go all the way back to, uh, to uh, Adrian Claiborne. Uh, they're used to picking in the top 10 of late. Uh, I guess they were ninth in the draft this past year, and they're picking 11th if they traded down. So lots of talk coming up about what they'll do with that 19 pick. Uh, is it a back? Is it a receiver? Is it a safety? Is it a D-tackle? Uh, lots of options there and lots of time to talk about that. Uh, they also locked up their schedule for 2017 by finishing second in the NFC South. Uh, the two games they find out as a result of the standings are a trip to Arizona where they went and didn't play very well this past season and then a home game against the Giants. Uh, this looks like a tougher schedule on paper in terms of what they have to do. Uh, the two divisions they're going to play this year are the AFC East and the NFC North. Uh, so they will go to Green Bay, uh, play up in Lambeau, potentially in the cold. They'll go to Minnesota and play in the new stadium there. They'll play host to the Lions and the Bears. It seems like they play the Bears every year these days. And then AFC East, they go to Buffalo, they go to Miami, they bring in the Patriots, they bring in the Jets. Uh, add in your division games, and you've got a 2017 schedule. Uh, it'll be, I guess, probably April before we have dates on that, but they know their, uh, they know their opponents now for 2017 can start thinking about that. Um, lots to talk about here in the next couple of months with free agents. Uh, Bucks would have had 18 unrestricted free agents. That's a big number. Uh, not all of them are key core players. But uh, they actually were able to extend uh, Brian Anger, uh, their punter, the guy that signed as a free agent this spring. Uh, really had a great year. Uh, you could argue the best season the Bucks have ever had from a punter. Uh, set franchise records for average, for net average, for punts inside the 20. Really worked well with their coverage team with Josh Robinson and with Ryan Smith and Russell Shepard, uh, their gunners, to, to consistently pin teams deep. Had a great game. Uh, we had kind of talked last week how he had that story from his rookie year where he was on, in position in 2012 to set the Jaguars record for net punting in a season. Uh, and unfortunately, his coverage team kind of let him down. Titans had a guy named Darius Raynaud who had two punt returns against him. So he had a net average of 14 yards in his last week. Didn't get to set the record. Uh, that was not the case on Sunday. Had a great game. Had five punts, all five of them down inside the 20. Uh, he finished with 37 punts inside the 20. Uh, that's second in the NFL. Only Johnny Hecker, who had a pretty amazing season for Los Angeles uh, and also punted quite a lot, had more. Hecker had 50. Um, so neat that way. Uh, Talked to a lot of the guys in the locker room who will be free agents. Uh, guys like Will Goldston and Bradley McDougald and Russell Shepard and Joe Hawley, uh, all these types, uh, Mike Glennon. And, and all of them, Glennon obviously is in a different situation because he would like to play somewhere. But all the rest of them, uh, to a man, uh, talk about how much they want to be back, how much they like this team, uh, like the vibe in the locker room, the atmosphere, the, the closeness of this team. Uh, Russell Shepard was funny. He was talking about how uh, he, he likes the idea of being an old man on a young team. 
and it's funny because Shep is, is like 26. He's not old at all. Uh, but at the end of the season, he was the old man in that in, in that receiver room. Uh, you think about losing Vincent Jackson, losing Cecil Shorts, losing Lewis Murphy to injuries. Uh, he becomes the, the season veteran, if you will. Um, so it would be interesting to see who they re-sign. Uh, the Bucks have uh, a large amount of cap room in terms of, uh, I think it's probably $68 million or something like that, uh, that will allow them not only to sign other players but to extend their own. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, NFL draft picks, once you finish your third season, you're eligible for a new deal. Uh, so that window starts for Mike Evans now. Uh, would not be surprised if they uh, take advantage of the cap room they have. Uh, and try and lock him up. He will have to be paid like the best receivers in the NFL. That will be uh, $14, 15000000 million a year. That will be uh, a huge amount guaranteed, uh, probably more than $40 million guaranteed. Uh, lucrative, lucrative contract. But uh, the Bucks have been, pay- have been paying Vincent Jackson $11 million a year, so that comes off the books. Uh, you end up paying a little bit more for Mike Evans, but obviously his productivity here has been pretty strong. Uh, Evans finished with 96 catches, second most all-time for the Bucks. Uh, his yards, I think, was 1350, and we mentioned the touchdowns being a record there. Uh, so, again, lots more to recap on here. Uh, we'll be happy to go through things. I don't know that we're going to be a daily podcast in the offseason. We're going to try and figure out what the best uh, schedule is where we're not uh, just killing time here on the podcast. There are days, January and February, where very little happens. Uh, team-wise, there's lots to cover. Uh, Shrine Games in St. Pete. Uh, Pro Bowls in Orlando, obviously the NFL playoffs, lots to talk about. But as it relates to the Bucks, there's not necessarily uh, a compelling need for a daily podcast. So we might go to two days a week. Uh, we got to kind of figure out what the best schedule is with that. But uh, please uh, keep in touch here. Uh, obviously, you guys can uh, email me uh, at lockedonbucks at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Greg Allman at Locked on Bucks. Always appreciate the questions and the interactivity here in the podcast. For now, that'll wrap things up, guys. Uh, we'll have lots more to talk about, but uh, putting Sunday's game in the 2016 season to bed. Thank you guys for listening again. Let's do it for episode 110 for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.